This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Well, I didn't do a show last week, and I know that there are people that are just chomping at the bit to find out. Or is it champing at the bit? I think it's champing at the bit. To find out what's going on with my left foot. So let's start there, shall we? <laughs> without any undue delay. Without stretching it out to to increase the anticipation. To make you guys just kind of say, all right, get on with it. Okay. Uh, last uh, a week ago, yesterday, yesterday being Friday, I record these on Saturday mornings from the basement of Nostalgia Zone uh, comics and collectibles. Uh, I've had to kind of readjust where I sit down here because they've been doing some rearranging. So what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, so I record this down at Nostalgia Zone. And if you're interested in comic books, if you like to buy back issues, we've got a, you know a, quite a stock of Silver Age. Bronze Age, Mar- uh, Modern Age. There's some Golden Age in there. We've got Marvels and DCs, of course, but we've got Charlton and and Dell and uh, Harvey and Archies and uh, Classics Illustrated. We've got a whole bunch of stuff that you can look through if you're interested in it. So go to um, go to nostalgiazone.com and check around and see. You can become a member of our membership. That's two words: membership, and save 10% on your purchases and earn points toward future purchases so so check it out anyway so that's i do this ad because i use the basement here and i figured it's the least i can do okay so yesterday uh well a week ago yesterday i went to see the podiatrist a foot doctor uh to see what the hell is going on with my left foot uh first uh, uh yes it was confirmed that i do have plantar fasciitis all the symptoms are there. I knew that's what it was. It was not a surprise. Uh, and now I will tell you something. Two days, less than two days prior to my appointment, it was Wednesday night, uh, I noticed something. See, what would, what would happen is uh, I'd be at work and my foot would be sore, but it wouldn't be too bad. Uh, it depends on if I did a lot of walking, then it, then it could get really bad. But most of the time, it wasn't too bad. And I could be sitting at my desk, working on stuff for an hour, two hours, and then get up and walk around, and it wouldn't be too difficult to do. Uh, maybe a little s- spike of soreness right away, because that's how it is with plantar fasciitis. You, you, if you're not on your feet for a while... Uh, and then you get up and you start walking, whichever foot you got it in. If you got it in both feet, oh man, I don't know how you how you how you deal with that. But okay, so 
the first few steps hurt like hell and then your foot stretches out a little bit and then it doesn't hurt as much but what I noticed at work was it's not really hurting that much when I get up and walk around but it hurts like hell at home so I'll sit on the couch I'll put the laptop uh, get the laptop going and I'll start doing some comic book stuff for the store here or I'll just watch a show or whatever I do and I'll be sitting for an hour or two or something and I gotta get up and go to the bathroom go to the kitchen and get something and those I stand up gingerly usually that's okay and then I start to walk and it's that first step on my left foot that's just it's just it hurts so bad and then the next few steps bad and then it stretches out a little bit and it's not so bad so it occurred to me just two days before my appointment that because it doesn't hurt so much at work when I do that after sitting for a while as, as it does when I'm at home after sitting for a while and get up and walk around what's the difference the difference is I don't wear shoes at home I just you know I'm in my socks and, and that's how I bet that's the kind of you know, person I am as I you know I think a lot of people are like that and so it occurred to me well, maybe I should put my shoes back on now there's I have two pairs of shoes that I wear you know regularly not the same time because uh, I only have two feet anyway but there's one pair that I wear more often than the other one and that's a kind of a loafer type it's a little slip-on sketchers thing and the other one is a tie-up shoe you know like regular you know like regular shoes and uh, both of them have insoles in them that are specifically made at least according to Dr. Scholl specifically made for plantar fasciitis uh, but I also have winter boots and slippers and I don't have any insoles in those so it occurred to me why don't I wear those those slip-on loafer type shoes with the insoles while I'm at home and let's see how that works and it worked better it was a lot like at work and I'd get up little soreness but not nearly as bad so I figured that out and then my appointment comes and the doctor is you know, checking me out and I'm telling him about this this kind of stuff and what's going on and and that's how I you know just you know it took me how many months four months to figure this out but I did figure it out and he said yes he's the upshot of what he said about doing with the plantar fasciitis he said indoor shoes that's what he said he said indoor shoes and he and I said well I do have these slippers and he said well slippers are better than nothing uh, he said he had seen a spike in plantar fasciitis cases during the lockdowns in the pandemic when people were working from home. He said there's so many people would be you know working from home and they wouldn't they wouldn't wear shoes because you know why, and they'd have hardwood floors or something like that, and that's not good for the feet. And then he saw a spike in plantar fasciitis cases. So uh, so he said indoor shoes, and I said I asked him I said would it uh, is it possible I have the moccasin type uh, slippers as it would it be possible to get insoles and put them in that and he said yeah, yeah of course so I did uh, I picked up insole, another pair uh, two pairs of insoles one for my slippers and one pair for my my winter boots so so okay everything I put on has insoles in them that will help with my feet so now when I'm at home I wear my slippers and it's been better the foot still gets sore it's still not you know completely painless but it's better it's better 
Uh, he did say that, you know, continue to do stretches with it. Uh, he said you could get a, a, a plastic bottle that you fill it up with water and freeze it, and you can kind of roll your foot over that, and that, that can help. Uh, he said uh, if worse comes to it, they can do injections, like a cortisone injection into the heel. Uh, they can do um, uh, a mold of my foot and make a, an insole for my shoes that's really specific to my foot. That could be done. But he said, you know, let's try this, and if uh, there's any improvement, let me know. Now, I also had the added enjoyment of having what I figured was an ingrown toenail. Now, this was a little uh, different it, 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 in that um, I figured things out much quicker than I did with, uh, uh, with, the, uh, with the plantar fasciitis and, and wearing shoes at home. Um, when uh, the ingrowing toenail happened uh, a couple weeks after I started wearing the Dr. Scholl insoles to, to help with the with the pain in my foot, uh, after I started wearing those, a couple of weeks after that, and this is and this is what I figured out when I started wearing these loafer type shoes. Uh, my size of foot is uh, like size eleven. You know, so for the regular tying shoes, they're size 11s. But I was trying on size 11 of the loafer type, and, and they just felt too loose. So I went down to a 10 and a half. And those were okay, and I wore those. But then, again, they, they were starting to feel too loose. So I went down to a size 10. And those were working fine until I put the insoles in them. And then it I could... It, my my big toe on my left foot was getting pushed against the inside of the shoe. And it didn't take me long to, well, start feeling that pain in that toe. And I thought, well, this is great. Now now I got this happening. Uh, and that's when I figured, oh, I bet you anything, it's because, you know, it, the shoe's just gotten too, much, too tight. Because I had heard something about... Um, you know, like women will get uh, ingrown toenails because, uh, uh, you know, they tend to wear, or, you know, some women will wear shoes that are real tight on their toes and that can be a problem. Um, so, so that's what I did. Uh, or I, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself, uh, uh, go back to the ten and a halves if I can. And I was just doing something in the, uh, in a closet, uh, grabbing out some, something from the closet. And I noticed on the floor was a pair of those loafer type shoes. And that was the pair that I'd had before that were ten and a half. So I was like, ah, I still have a pair and they're pretty good. I'll just slip the insoles into those and try those out. And it got better. My toe got better. Uh, less painful, stuff like that. Still had the ingrowing toenail kind of thing. Because then I did have one. He said it was a little minor. He was able to clean away the, uh, the callus that had formed on the, on the one side of the toe. Uh, and under the toe a little bit, and he was able. He says there's a nice channel for the nail to grow through. So he said, uh, put some Vaseline on the spot for the next couple of weeks each day. Put a little Vaseline on there before you put your socks on, because it wouldn't help to put the Vaseline on after you have the socks on. Because I mean, the socks would be in the way. Anyway, uh, so do that. And so I've been doing that, and it's improving. Okay, there you go. Uh, you know, scintillating tale of the pain in my foot. Uh, uh, before I get rolling into my next little thing, I think I'm going to head to a break early, uh, just so as to not break up my next little topic. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. 
I'll return after this break. Gotta wanna get off bad enough to wanna get on him in the first place. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. More listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. We're the station that beats all the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. You know, before I started recording this one, you know how I do this show. I, I say this frequently, but the way I do this show is, is, uh, is as if I'm doing live radio. Now, I used to do this show live for the first few years of it, but... Um, but then I found that it was a little easier just to kind of record it and just post it on Saturday nights so that my listener can come into the chat room and she and I can chat with each other and then, uh, you know, enjoy the show. And I can listen to it and see, okay, where, where can I improve? <laughs> what did I miss? What did I forget? You know, I often uh, will uh, hit a topic one week and I don't get to everything in it and I get back into it the next, next week where I get to the thing that I didn't get to. Uh, that's that's kind of how this works, but I handle it as though it's live radio. So there's no editing. There's just I just the the the, the, the little on the air sign comes on. You know you, you can imagine it. It, it comes on. And that means I'm I'm good to go, and I do the show. So I was doing that today. I started out, and I don't know what it is. It's where I'm positioned in the basement at this point, because I had to, like I said, I had to find another little cubby to kind of sit in. I don't know why, but the delay from when I say something, from when I hear it on my headphones, holy crap has that gotten, that's long. That's a, oh, there's just no way. There's no way. It's too long of a delay for me to do this. So I always take my headphones off. You probably hear it creak as I'm, introducing myself or whatever coming back from a break you probably hear a creak as i'm taking it off and setting it aside uh just a little you know back behind the screen or whatever they call it uh about the show so man what a delay i had started and i i uh, usually i can just uh i can go with it and then hear myself at the beginning a little bit uh and that's okay i sound okay but at this time i i I just couldn't it just (laughs) i had to restart 
the show. Anyway, uh, at my job, I received an email. Uh, this email was kind of fun. I'm going to read it to you. Maybe I'll drop a couple parts out of it, but uh, I don't know. I'll just read it to you. <clears throat> uh, it starts out, uh, Hi there. Yeah, it's friendly enough. Hi there. I am a professional hacker, and I have successfully managed to hack your operating system. Currently, I have gained full access to your account. In addition... I was secretly monitoring all your activities and watching you for several months. The thing is, your computer was infected with a harmful spy, uh, spyware due to the fact that you had visited a website with porn content previously. Let me explain uh, to you what that entails. Thanks to Trojan viruses, I can gain complete access to your computer or any other device that you own. Any other device? I mean, my car? That's a device. Uh, you know, the door on my house? I mean, that's a device, isn't it? Anyway, okay, let's, let's, let's not be too pedantic. <laughs> Continuing. It means that I can see absolutely everything in your screen and switch on the camera as well as microphone at the any point of time without your permission. In addition, I can also access and see your confidential information as well as your emails and chat messages. You may be wondering why your antivirus cannot detect my malicious software. Let me break it down for you. I am using harmful software that is driver-based, which refreshes its signatures on four-hourly basis. Hence, your antivirus is unable to detect its presence. I'm sorry, I, that's, I, that sounds like gobbledygook to me, but whatever. Okay, fine. Okay, continuing. <clears throat> I have made a video compilation which shows the... Uh, shows on the left side of the screens the scenes of you happily masturbating, while on the right side it demonstrates the video you were watching at that moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all I need is just to share this video with, to all email addresses and messenger contacts of people you are in communication with on your device or PC. Furthermore, I can also make public all your emails and chat history. I believe you would definitely want to avoid this from happening. Here is what you need to do. Transfer, uh, transfer the Bitcoin equivalent of 850 US dollars to my Bitcoin account. That is a rather simple process. You can check out online in case you don't know how to do that. And then he gives me his Bitcoin information. Or they give me their Bitcoin information. I don't know their gender. Once the required amount is transferred to my account, I will proceed with deleting all those videos and disappear from your life once and for all. Kindly assure... Uh, kindly ensure you complete the above-mentioned transfer within 50 hours, two days plus. Well, two days plus two hours. 
see, I will receive a notification right after you open this email, hence the countdown will start. Trust me, I am very careful, calculative, and never make mistakes. Well, there's a few grammar errors in here that you made. <laughs> Those are mistakes. And you should have had the Oxford comma after the calculative. I use the Oxford comma all the time. Anyway, if I discover you have shared this message with others, I will straight away proceed to making your private videos public. Good luck! <clears throat> so, I immediately uh, got $850 out of my account and uh, paid the Bitcoin uh, account, and uh, now I'm safe. No, of course I didn't do that. You know this show. You know what I am. You know I'm a skeptic. You know I read that and said, <laughs> Bullshit. I mean, first of all, <clears throat> first of all, happily masturbating? I'm sorry. I don't think there are too many people who happily masturbate, okay? I, that, that's, that's The look on my face, if you were to take video of it, would not be happy. It would be, you know, shame, guilt, Regret? That's, I mean, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> You're supposed to feel that way. There's no happily masturbating. I mean, who does that? Ooh, -hoo -hoo, look what I'm doing. Oh, so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> Come on. Seriously. Furiously masturbating. Well, you know, when I was younger, maybe. But it's just not, it's just happily. Come on. There's a mistake right there, pal. You never make mistakes. Never? Come on. We all make mistakes sometimes. Don't, don't give me this. We never make mistakes. So that right there is a check on that. It's just, please. Now, I didn't have to even Google to see if this is a scam. If this, you know, But because it's a scam. This is just complete scam. Now, I did Google and found out, you know, some of the ways that uh, that it's obvious this is a scam. One of the, one of the first things they say in there, uh, in the, the article that or a blog that talks about how this is a scam, is that... The, the email, which I read to you, pretty much word for word. I mean, I kept out his Bitcoin information, but uh, it's it's there's there's nothing in there that identifies me, the person that's being blackmailed. It doesn't say hi, Jim Fitzsimmons. It doesn't it doesn't know my name. It doesn't give me any, it doesn't give me any kind of personal information about me that would make me think, okay, this guy has some access. You know, it doesn't mention any people that I might chat with. Oh, I'm sure your friend Michael would really enjoy seeing those pictures of you happily masturbating. <clears throat> I, you know, it doesn't say anything like that. It's just this generic, if this is to anyone. So that's that's your first key that this is bullshit because they they're just fishing. They want to see if they can get if, if you know they can get you to send them 850 bucks. You know, and and you know, fifty hours after you open the thing, please. <laughs> I mean, there are certain things where they do get notifications when you open email, but um, usually, uh, I mean, this may not be the case in every kind of uh, email set like this. But when you set up a receive notification, you know, the person who gets that email sees that you've got it set up for a receive notification that you're going to get something back when they open that email. Uh, but I don't know if that's the case with all emails when you set it up to get notified that somebody has received your email so i don't know for sure the other thing that this blog or article pointed out was that there's no screen capture i mean it'd be so much more compelling 
and it would seem like this is real if there was a screen capture of me happily masturbating and watching, I don't know, you know, two women in a cup. Oh, I don't watch that. Don't look it up. <laughs> Unless you're into that kind of thing, no kink shaming with me. As long as everybody involved was of legal age and consenting, you know, but I'm not into the poop stuff. Sorry, not into and if you don't know what two women in a cup is or two girls in a cup, uh, you know, yeah, but but I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> but that would not be on the right side of the video of what I would be watching. Now, I'm not telling you what it would be. <laughs> yeah, and it, it but it involves aliens. So, anyway. <clears throat> so there's no screen capture. I mean, th what more compelling uh, a bit of uh, information could be put in an email to get you to pay, pay the blackmail. And, you know, that's the thing about blackmail. You know, you pay it, they'll say, okay, we'll destroy the negatives. Oh, we'll destroy this. We'll never, do oh, right, until the next time you need money. Say, you know what, I still have some stuff here. So that's, uh, I don't know if you get rid of blackmailers that quickly. All right, so there's that. But here's another thing that the article didn't point out that I will point out. You know why this is likely not to have ever happened? That this isn't real? That this is just somebody fishing for something that they don't really have video of you doing naughty stuff to yourself? The reason why uh, I, I think that that's another reason why that I think that it's, it's, it's phony is that nobody who's ever said ignored it and said, nah, I'm not paying. I'll wait the 50 hours. Do your worst. There's been no news stories about this stuff coming out about video, you know, you know, Joe Blow down in, uh, you know, Western Kentucky was, uh, you know, he's made the news because he didn't respond to this blackmail uh, uh, email. And then all of a sudden, all of his, his, his uh, contacts on his email list and his uh, messenger list and all that, all the contacts all get this video of him, you know, happily masturbating to whatever dogs humping i hope that's not the thing because that's gross why do i keep putting up the gross stuff <laughs> sorry because i don't want to get anywhere close to what i might be watching in the porn not that i'm saying that i do i'm not saying it i'm not saying i don't but i'm not saying that i do so but i'm not saying i don't anyway <clears throat> that's, that's enough about that but that's another that's another thing. If you you don't see anything, there's been no news stories about somebody who ignored it, then having this video go out there and destroy their lives. It's, you just don't hear those. That, that story does not happen. And this thing, it, it, this has been going on for a while. I've got I've gotten this email at my other job uh, from before um, more than once, and I just whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't believe it. You're full of shit, and yeah, that kind of thing. Now, this was, uh, if you remember that Black Mirror series that was, uh, I guess it's on Netflix, but I don't know if it's a Netflix series. But anyway, the Black Mirror series, uh, there's an episode in there. It might even be the first one. No, it's not the first one. Anyway, it's one of them where there's a, there's a young fellow who, you know, uh, this, is, this happens to. He, it's not an email that he gets. It's some other kind of messages he gets that, that they have this footage of him and he has to do all these tasks in order for them to not release this information to the world, uh, and you know, and it's got a twist uh, in it, you know, sort of like a sort of like you know, Twilight Zone twist kind of thing. The black metal was like you know, the modern, updated type, type version of uh, 
of um, uh, Twilight Zone without being Twilight Zone, because there's been a modern updated Twilight Zone, but you know it's it's a different version with a UK twist <laughs> uh, on it because I think that's where it's uh, originated. What time we got here? Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, don't fall for it. Don't worry about it. And, you know, really, I mean, really, seriously, who happily masturbates? Certainly no Catholic does. Uh, let's see what I got here. Um, do I have time? I might have time. Uh, oh, um, do, 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 hang on, bear with me, because this is live. Uh, let's see, i got to do one of these. It's not true, it's not true. What's not true? Well, I just did an essentially a, a what's not true segment there. I'm going to put my phone on here, which hopefully does not cause any problems with the uh, with the uh, with the microphone. Uh, <clears throat> I a Facebook friend posted this. I had it, you know. Oh, before I get to that, um, I had a Facebook friend uh, that I went to school with. I didn't really know him. I mean, I knew of him in school, had a good reputation of being a good guy, but it just was just we just didn't travel in the same circles. But you know, when Facebook comes around and he's he's you know he sent a friend request or I sent a friend request, whatever, where we were Facebook friends, and he put up something saying, you know, it, it was an in, in my day kind of thing, and that's you know, and I'm not I'm guilty of the in my day kind of thing too sometimes, but he put up a little in my day. I don't know if he used those words, but it was the attitude. We didn't call them winter storms. We just called it snow. It's going to snow. It's winter storm. I don't, I, I'm not sure what it was. That, it's just that was the attitude I got from what he wrote. Is that, I, I don't know. And I said, and I commented back to him, funny, I remember us calling them snowstorms. And then he says, oh, yeah, Mr. Or Dr. Dim explains everything. Get a clue. First of all, the fact that he knows that I go by Dr. Dim, <laughs> or that's a nickname of mine, I, I was surprised. Because it wasn't from high school. This is, this is, uh, this, that's from art school and, and after. And it's just the, the fact that he knew to say that. But I, 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 I'm not always correcting his posts. In fact, I don't think I've ever commented on his posts. I just found it interesting that how we remember things. So I thought, get a discussion. This is because I remember it being called snowstorms. Back in the day, they didn't have, you know, actual meteorologists doing the weather on TV. They would have people that went to broadcast school doing the weather on TV. And, and I don't know, but I still remember snowstorms. My memory could be wrong. His memory could be wrong. I don't know. But he got all mad at me. He blocked me and unfriended me. Why? I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe he saw me challenging other of our mutual friends that we went to school with that were Facebook friends, and I would challenge some of the claims that they would put up and say, are you sure this is true? Because this is what I got. And all this. You know, Dr. Dim explains everything. Well, you know, if you'd just pay attention, maybe you'd know too. So, I don't know. I, I, I think in the time since we were kids, because he's the same age as me, 
since we were kids, the, the way that weather is reported has changed a little bit. And like I said, they, there's, there's meteorologists actually doing the weather on the weather shows now. They, that wasn't quite the case back in the day. Uh, and, and the way of getting weather information out to people has changed. And uh, they're a little more urgent about some things. Now, there was this idea, I saw this a, a while ago, where the Weather Channel was naming winter storms. And I thought, you know, like they name hurricanes. I thought, I don't what? I don't know if that's necessary, really. But, okay, I don't know if they still do it. It was just something they were trying. But I can remember when wind chills started to get talked about. Well, wind chills are true. I mean, you, you, you get colder faster if it's windy. It feels colder because you're blowing your heat off of your skin. I mean, you know that's what, that's how fans work. They help dry out. You know, they help uh, if you got sweat. You know, you're sweating in winter, right? Or in summer, you're sweating. You put a fan on. The fan blows across you. It evaporates that sweat, and that evaporation helps cool you. You know, and that's you feel cooler when a fan's blowing on you. If you're standing outside and it's cold, and you have wind blowing at you, you're going to be colder. It's going to feel colder than it than it is. It just makes sense. And then heat index with the with the moisture in the air and the heat, the higher the humidity gets, the less uh, uh, able your body is to evaporate the sweat that you're doing. So the warmer you feel, it feels warmer outside because you're unable to regulate it the way you would normally do. I think that's how that goes. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, geez, I, I mean, who's the snowflake? As a skeptic, I get pushed back all the time when I make a skeptical claim, uh, say something, just when I just post it. Not I'm just commenting on somebody, I'm just posting it. I get pushed back for people all the time. I don't unfriend them and block them. I engage. I say, okay, I might respond and here, here's some sources, here's some stuff like that, but maybe I'm wrong and they show out that I'm wrong and so, hey, you know, I'm wrong on that. Turns out I'm, you know, whatever. So this other person posts this on Facebook. And I'm going to read it. <clears throat> it's official, signed at 10.30. It's even passed on TV. Whatever the hell that means. Facebook will start charging this summer. If you copy this to your wall, your icon will turn blue and your Facebook will be free for you. Please pass this message. If not, your icon will be deleted. P.S. This is serious. The icon will turn blue. Copy and paste to your wall. Can hurt. And then it goes on. Uh, mine really turned blue. Don't forget tomorrow starts the new Facebook, a.k.a. new name, Meta, uh, and the new Facebook rule. Uh, rule. <clears throat> that sentence. They throw the parentheses in there. That's a bad place. But, okay. Tomorrow starts the new Facebook rule where they can use your photos. Don't forget the deadline is today. I do not give Facebook or any entities associated with Facebook permission to use my pictures, information, messages, or posts, both past and future. With this statement, I give notice to Facebook. It is strictly forbidden to disclose, copy, distribute, or take any other action against me based on this profile and or its contents. The information... Uh, the information, the violation of privacy can be uh, punished by law. Note, Facebook is now a public entity. All members must post a note like this. If you prefer, you can copy and paste this version. If you do not w publish a statement at least once, it will be tacitly allowing the use of your photos as well as the information contained in the profile status updates. Do, do not share. Copy and paste. 
and I saw that, <clears throat> and I said, a bull, a shit. <laughs> <laughs> because this is this is old this is old stuff um, my comment back to the person and this is the reason why I told this other story about the snow and the winter storms uh, at the risk of being accused of explaining everything no Facebook will not start charging you will not start charging users next year this is an old hoax making the rounds again and it was from, you know, I, I linked to a Snopes article, Snopes.com. It's still a good source for debunking this kind of bullshit. It explains where it comes from or when it showed up. Apparently, this first started going around, at least according to Snopes, in about 2009. This this thing started going around on Facebook. Oh, you got to paste this in there so you don't get... No, it's no. It, that's not how it is. That's not how it goes. It's just... Uh, it's just... Facebook is not going to start charging you and posting that uh, that uh, they can't use your pictures and all that stuff. It, just, it stops them. It's uh, well, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, I think I've uh, earned my second break, so I'm going to head to that now. Uh, you are listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Gosh, I hope I have enough to finish this show out. Oh, boy. Do I have enough for an hour? I don't know. Can I talk that long? Well, yeah, but okay. Let's see. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. Uh, this is your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I will be back. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I'm Mick West. In my podcast, Tales from the Rabbit Hole, I've extended conversations with people who've been involved in conspiracy culture. I do this for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's really interesting. These people have great stories about how they fell down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, what they did down there, and what it was that helped them out. Sometimes I also talk to people who investigate conspiracy theories, and they have equally fascinating stories from the other side. Secondly, I want to understand how best to prevent the spread of conspiracy theories and misinformation, which is an increasing problem in a time when alternative media is exploding. The best way to do this is to communicate effectively with the people involved, and the best way to do that is with a nice long chat. Check it out. Tales from the Rabbit Hole. TFTRH.com Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com.
welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Sports ball. <laughs> Got to sneak a little bit in here. A little bit of sports ball. It's kind of a follow-up. Um, uh, first off, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they won another game. They're 10-2. and two. I suppose that you could still say they're the worst 10-2 and two team in the league. But... That's better than being the best two and ten team in the league. Uh, I've said this before. I mean, they're they're winning the games that they used to lose. I you know, last week's game. It's just I just I just want to win a t- from the team when I watch the game. I just want a win that feels comfortable. That feels like yes, they're going to win this game. The other team hasn't a chance. There's no way they're catching up. If I guess it felt that way in the first half. Uh, I didn't watch the first half. The score was 20-3. to They were playing... Uh, what the hell were they playing? New York Jets. And they were playing them here in uh, Minnesota. And the score of the game ended up being 27-22. to The second half, they let the Jets just kind of roll, you know, catch back up. Uh, but the defense stopped them when they needed to at the end. And the... Vikings held on and won. I, it's just, but it's it it's exhausting. It's like you're having a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know if it's like having a heart attack. It's just please, just win a game. That you know, of the twelve games they've played this season, there's only been three games that you could watch and feel comfortable. Now, two of them were the losses. We knew they were going to lose. There's no way they're going to you know come back. This they're just getting their asses kicked. So oh well. Not, you know, not that losing feels good, but oh well. There was one game, first game of the season, against the Green Bay Packers that the Vikings won handily. You know, it's, it's, it's the difference between winning against a team and beating that team. So there's a little difference there that I, I consider. You know, yes, they're winning, but they're not beating the teams. And with an emphasis on beat. They're not beating him up. They're not going. You know, they're not winning going away. It's always down to the wire, uh, nearly always. Like the Green Bay Packer game. Okay, but the, all the rest of the nine wins have been, you know, right down to the wire. And maybe that's exciting football for other fans to watch that aren't involved with the Vikings, <laughs> that aren't fans of the Vikings. Might be fun for them, but for a Vikings fan, it's just. Uh, but they win. So, okay, again, I'm not getting on that bandwagon until two weeks after they win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen this year because I'm not getting on that bandwagon. But this is a different kind of team. They're interesting, but it's uh, interesting in, a, in an exasperating way. But they win. They've been winning, so we'll see. If they win this weekend against the Detroit Lions, they will clinch the division. They'll be in the playoffs and all that. Now, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's, there's, uh, we'll see what happens. The Detroit Lions have been, they've, they've been getting better, and yeah, you know, and one of the wins that the Twins or the Twins that the Vikings had this season was against the Lions, and it was down to the wire. <laughs> it's like, and I, I don't expect it to be any different this week. It's going to be down to the wire whether or not the Vikings win. It's going to be down to the wire. I, I but I love it if they just blew them out, blew out the Lions, just, just. Beginning to end, just blow them out. But hey, what are you going to do? 
Uh, I did talk about uh, a little bit ago. Uh, I'm continuing with the sports ball. I did talk a little bit ago about um, about soccer or European football or world football, whatever it is, and the tie game, the draw. It's a different beast in that sport. It's you know in the World Cup, it, it depending on how other teams are doing. You know, if you end in a draw, that that could be good because that moves you on to the next round. It just depends on how your how your team's doing, how the other teams in within that bracket or whatever how they're doing, and 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 you can move on. You know, a draw is not bad. A win is better, but a draw isn't bad. You know, a tie isn't bad. And I and I said to my son when he's trying to tell me that baseball is boring, I said, you know, there are no ties in baseball. And I coined the phrase, there's crying in baseball, there's no tying in baseball. Well, there can be. It's exceedingly rare that you can end up with a regular season tie game. Exceedingly rare. Uh, I have to thank my friend Tim. He's one of the Minnesota skeptics. He sent me uh, an article uh, that one happened fairly recently. In 2016, uh, there was a game between the uh, Chicago Cubs and the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pirates. Uh, that you know, uh, when I when I listened back to what I talked about last week, I wasn't clear enough on that fifth inning thing. Baseball considers a game official if it gets like five and a half innings. So I think that's what it is. If it if it has gone five and a half innings, they consider it official at that point. So that means if the weather uh, shuts down the game, and they can't, you know, and they can't get the game in. They will call it if there's a team that has the lead, and they will just call it a complete game. Uh, the hated Yankees are up 15 to nothing over the beloved Twins, and it's beyond 15 and a half or five, five and a half innings. It gets rained, uh, you know, the rain comes through. They can't finish up the game. They just call it an official game at that point. If it doesn't get that far. Then they'll make up the game uh, at a at a at a date that they can, you know, maybe the next day or whenever they can schedule it. What they used to do was they would start the game over, but then a few years ago they changed the rules, which was if a game is in progress, it gets it gets ended by the weather, uh, and let's say it's tied, uh, or there's you know, uh, or it's before the the five innings, um, they they they'll start the game from where they called it uh, from, you know so if it if it got to six innings but it was tied they would pick up the game in the sixth inning when they make it up they wouldn't start it over so that that was a that's a fairly recent change in the rules but if you recall when I was talking about that about no ties in baseball I said that there's a possibility that a game might go as a tie if it has no postseason ramifications. And that's what it was in 2016. Now, the Chicago Cubs were, uh, were they were pretty powerful that season. Uh, they had a record, they ended up having a record of 103 wins, 58 losses, which adds up to 161. Uh, and there's 162 games in the season, uh, so, but they had one tie. Now it depends on which source you look at. Some sources just show it as being 153 and and well no 103 and 58. They show that. 
but the baseball reference website shows the record as being uh, 103, 58, and 1. They do show the tie. And what happened in that case was the game was tied between uh, the Cubs and the Pirates. Uh, it was getting in the later innings, and the weather came in and just was just you know horrible. So they ended up calling it. And uh, the league looked at it and said, this is not going to make a difference for either team as far as their postseason aspirations. The Cubs are definitely going into the postseason. The Pirates are not. And there's nothing, this win for them, if they, if they were to win the game, would not change that. This doesn't affect anything. So we're just going to call it a tie. We're not going to continue the game. So that is how a tie can happen in baseball. Uh, one other game <clears throat> that they mentioned it was a um, uh, it was it was a game between I think it was the uh, Houston Astros and the Cincinnati Reds and this was a few years before it's like might have been like 2005 or something like that that um, that was tied and uh, they uh, they were uh, uh, they. They made up the game, and this was before the rule change where they'd start the game over, you know, just a complete do-over of the game. So that game that did end in a tie when the weather stopped it just was thrown out. It didn't count, except the stats that the players got earned on that. If they got any hits, it went into their record. If they, you know, hit a home run, it went into their record, that kind of stuff. The, the their, their, their record, the, you know, the players' stats counted from that game but the game was just like it didn't happen so they did even though it was a tie technically it was a tie but it just didn't go as another game so whatever number game of that of the season that would have been say 152 uh they just played over game 152 uh at a later date and just started it from the beginning so technically there was a tie but it didn't count as a game in the record except for the stats of the players that did count into their records. So, I don't know, that's just how they decided to do it. It's a kind of a weird way to do things. It doesn't seem like it's fair. I mean, well, it's fair to the players that their record, you know, what, you know that their hits or whatever they did still count. It's fair to the players, I guess, in that way. But, you know, it's, it's just because ties are so rare in baseball. They just don't happen. Uh, very often. <laughs> I mean, they're exceedingly rare. Whereas in soccer, or I'm sorry, uh, European, I mean, world football, they happen all the time. And I just, that's that's one, for me, for me, that is a really tough thing to get get away from. You sit down for two hours and you watch a game and it just ends up being a 0-0 zero, zero draw. I don't know. There might have been some wonderful stuff that happened within there. Some real close calls, a great save or two, uh, with with close to scoring, but with a great save or whatever. It's just and wonderful plays within there, and just great athleticism and and skill. There might have been all that going on, but no score. Ugh. What time is it? Oh boy, can I do it? Uh, let's see. Okay, um, here's a bit of fun. I was going to run through this. Uh, there's an app out there. I think it's called InstaFest, where you allow it access to your Spotify, 
and it goes through and it sees you know what you listen to most of what's the most common stuff that you listen to and it creates a three-day music festival uh, which you can name you can change the name of it. I named this one Dimland Fest, although I thought about it later, and it should have been Dimlandapalooza. That's what it should have been. And it's a three-day fest. There's at least 11 bands each day. Uh, day one and day three have 12 bands. Day two has, has, has 11, probably just for space on the little graphic that they make up. Uh, you know, the names are too long, <clears throat> so they didn't have enough room to get whatever. Um, I'm going to list this off. Uh, from the uh, what what I would take the you know from the first band to hit the stage to the last band to the headliner to hit the stage. I'm going to go through each day uh, and then uh, kind of hit on some other stuff here. <clears throat> day one would start off with the police. Oh yeah. Now I like to think of it as this is each of these performers at the height of their live performing days when they were just kicking ass live. Well, so whatever that would be. So, okay, start. The police kick it off. And then it's Bob Mould. Bob Mould, sorry. Uh, former member of XT... Uh, of uh, Husker Du and Sugar. Uh, he's kind of a local guy, kind of. He's from New Jersey, but he moved here to, to Minnesota back in the 70s. And they started the band Husker Du. Uh, he and uh, Grant Hart and uh, Greg Norton. Uh, and big band, whatever. Uh, anyway, so uh, then Naked Raygun, a punk band out of Chicago. There's Prince, followed by Rush, then David Bowie, Talking Heads, Johnny Cash, Pixies, The Replacements, Pete Townsend, with the headliner, The Who. And again, this is all of them at their at their peak live performance lineups and 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 age or whatever. Just that's that's the fantasy of it, right? Okay, day two. Starts off with the Monkees. Then there's the Jayhawks. That's another Minnesota band. There's, uh, so far, there's been uh, three Minnesota bands. Uh, uh, well, Bob Mould, Bob Mould, kind of, but well, replacements and uh, and the uh, and the Jayhawks. They're definitely Minnesota bands. Um, Prince, Minnesota artist. Okay, so then the Jayhawks. Then Wire, uh, Husker Du. What happened? Uh, now that's the other Minnesota band. Uh, then there's Pretenders, The Rolling Stones, Gang of Four, The Church, The Jam, XTC, with the headliner being a little little band known as The Beatles. Oh, man. Now, that would be a coup. And again, at the height. Now, with The Beatles, I would, I would say they would, it would be, uh, if they were you know, well-rehearsed and ready, uh, like The Rooftop, those guys. Because they would have that material, and they'd have all that stuff to go from, and I would uh, just just be you know at that peak performance there. Although with more rehearsal time, so they got everything down and you know ready to go. <clears throat> and then day three, day three would start with the psychedelic furs, followed by the Smiths, then the Fall, and then ABBA, uh-huh. uh Robin Hitchcock, Killing Joke, Stereo Lab, and then Cheap Trick, The Clash. Buzzcocks, R.E.M., with the headliner being the Ramones. What do you think? Huh? huh? Would you go to that? <laughs> My friend Douglas said of all the ones he's seen of these uh, these fests that have shown up on Facebook, he said of all the ones he's seen so far, he said this is the first one where I would like to go see that. He said that, so thank you, Douglas. Uh, now, <clears throat> I would say 
that I would change this if I could. I'd change this lineup a little bit. I would have the Who being the headliner on the final night. Come on. You know, just they would be the headliner there. I would switch the headliners around. I'd have the Ramones on the first and then and then the, the Who at the last. Now, I'm not changing any band that, you know, putting a different band as headliner. I'm not doing that. And if I'm going to move the Who to the third night, I would have to have Pete Townsend. Well, I wouldn't have to have Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend could still be doing a solo thing on the first day, and then he comes back with it, with the whole band on, on the third day. That could work. Uh, that could work. And if I had somebody, there's always someone in social media. Sorry about the crinkling paper. There's always someone um, who said, uh, uh, said uh, quote, plain, unseasoned mashed potato with no butter on stale Wonder Bread. Try some spice, at least a squirt of ketchup. I, seriously? A squirt of ketchup? It's just, come on, if you know these bands, if you know these artists, there's, I think each day has a has at least a squirt of ketchup on it, a dash of ketchup, just a tiny dash of spice, just a little bit, come on. Uh, first day, you, you could say Naked Ray Gun, could be that prince come on i i know he's popular and all that but you know it's he could be he's a bit of a spice don't you think he's a bit ketchup <laughs> um what about uh let's see uh david bowie he could do like one of his weirder uh incarnations maybe uh day two yeah wire wire they they were they were arty punk rockers i mean they did artsy stuff most of their songs are indecipherable if you read the lyrics i have no idea what they're singing about sometimes you do but most of the time you don't and the stuff it doesn't matter it's cool it's art it's poetry it's whatever it is you know and but they're punk and they they have that sort of that punk ethos and whatever so it's cool you know they're they're spicy gang of four gang of four are dangerous and 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 you know they're experimental and and they're interesting I mean, not that the rest of the bands aren't interesting, but that's a bit of spice, a bit of, a bit of ketchup for the day. And then day three, you've got, uh, well, uh, you got Killing Joke on there. They're angry. Uh, I think they have a song that's anti-vaccine, I think. It's a song called I Am The Virus. I like the song, but I read the lyrics, I think. I don't know. if well, it seems a little conspiratorial to me. But, oh well. <laughs> still like the song <laughs> um but they're you know they're dangerous and angry and all that kind of stuff and then you got the fall the fall they have a song called eat yourself fitter which if you heard it i'll try to remember to link to it it's a weird song <laughs> this is a weird band they do weird stuff sometimes they do really cool poppy kind of uh, uh uh catchy tunes like they do they do a cover of the of the uh, kink song victoria which is pretty straightforward fun cool and then they do songs like eat yourself fitter which is a strange sort of weird structure song come on i've got plenty plenty of ketchup in that in that uh in that lineup uh again though i would have the who uh as the headliner for the final day and uh, put the ramones as the headliner the first day but i think i got a lot of ketchup in there good night our doctor good night frau blucher okay that's gonna end it for this week i don't know if it's a short show this week i don't know how much time it is but uh, anyway uh remember to uh, uh, uh be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence don't fall for those hoaxes they're just hoaxes do a google search before you start giving somebody money uh, and you've been listening to Zimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off.
check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.